Hello, Elwood City Limits listener. This is Will Young, one of your two hosts for this, the 19th edition of this sort of episode that we do. It's time for another Elwood City Limits Arthur season recap. Welcome, welcome. And, uh, well, this may be your first one, potentially. Maybe it's the first one that you're listening to as it airs. I know we have a lot of listeners who are catching up with the backlog or continuing to or recently just completed it. If that's you, then congratulations and thank you. Or this may be the 19th one that you've heard. It's going to be very much like the ones that we usually do. But before we get into that, I will uh, talk about just a couple of things up top, as I usually do. It's going to be just me, of course. Then we'll hear from Lucas. And then we'll go back to me, as we typically do on these types of episodes. First off, I will say that we have a uh, very... Very cool opportunity on Patreon coming up very soon with our next episode of ECL Origins. That's going to be coming your way, patrons, next week, the week after this initially comes out. On the free feed, you will be hearing a free preview of the new ECL Origins uh, coming up the week after you hear this. And this month, we're going to be talking about the amazing world of Gumball, which is something that we've mentioned a few times on this show. It's a big touchstone for Lucas, but I've never seen it before. I barely know what it's even about. So we're going to find out together as we take a look at something that is a big part of Lucas's childhood, and I'm really interested to look at it from that perspective. We also want to say thank you to the uh, to our patrons at patreon.com slash Limits. Remember, patrons, you still have the latest episode of For the Kids, our podcast, where we take a look at kids' shows both from PBS Kids and Beyond now, in our first Beyond episode, is taking a look at VeggieTales. We had a lot of fun talking about VeggieTales, and it is up there if you are a patron and supporting us that way right now, if you haven't taken a listen to it yet. And speaking of patrons, want to say thank you to a few of them in particular. Patrons such as Michaela Gibson and Rachel Pearson. Patrons like Kirsten and Aurora Borealis. Thank you to Lauren Rodriguez, Richard Mortimer, and Jeffrey Norris. Thank you to Melissa H., Alex, Nehemiah Unimuk, Ryui, Nick Vuono, and Hey Strouder. Thank you to Emily K. and to Iman Salehian. And to everybody who supports us over there at patreon.com slash Elwood City Limits. Remember, you also get Elwood City Limits episodes a week early, including this. And uh, you also get access to our patron-exclusive Discord, which I always enjoy talking in and hearing what y'all have to say about the show and about a bunch of other topics as well. Okay, so we're going to start getting into our thoughts on Arthur Season 19, the season that we just completed. But before you hear from me, I, w- I want to hear from Lucas. So let's take a listen and see what he has to say about Season 19. Yo, 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 what's up, guys? New year, new season of Arthur. Season 19. Excited to start Season 20. Season 19, you know, Arthur remains consistent, um, but that could be a good thing or that could be a bad thing. We don't want it to become stale. I'm still really hoping that they do something new with Bud and LaDonna. That's really been the thorn in my side 
this past season, with the exception of the dog and baby episodes, which you all know how I think about those. But there was a few episodes this season that really do show Arthur as at its best. I think that these could be kind of lasting classics in the Arthur canon. So without further ado, let's get into it. Number five, Arthur's Toy Trouble. You know, one of the things me and Will have been talking about has been uh, that we're kind of returning to these subjects that we've seen before in Arthur. In this case, collectibles. Everybody remembers the woozles and fads. And this is kind of a different take on it, you know, tackling collectible culture, resale, how things accrue in value. And I thought this was a really fun portrayal of that subculture. I liked the stuff where they are deceiving DW. She doesn't know what she has. Um, and I really like the way this episode kind of almost uncut gem style builds to this climax with, with a lot of tension, um, trying to figure out who's going to be able to cash in on this collectible. So I thought that was a fun episode. Speaking of fun, number four, too much of a good thing. Um, if you like Buster freaking out, which I personally really do, um, this is the episode for you, uh, Buster kind of losing his mind a little bit here, uh, and my personal favorite part of the episode, we get to see ba Binky as kind of the Don, Binky as this, like, gang leader, you know, he's always been the leader of the tough customers, but he takes it to a new level in this episode, um, and I also liked that this is an episode that could have stood to be preachy, and it doesn't end up being preachy with the moral, so really enjoyable. We're going to continue on with the Binky episodes, Postcards from Binky. Um, I love this episode because it does one of my favorite things in fiction when we get to see people kind of making a low-budget movie. You know, I, I love the movie Be Kind Rewind and and seeing kind of, or, or even a documentary like uh, American Movie. Um, and this is great. We get to see the Arthur cast making a movie together. Uh, another Binky episode, of course, and it really plays it well where Binky is making this kind of ridiculous home movie but when he's presenting the final product he's wearing a tux he's you know portraying it deadly seriously and it it it, it makes a, a really funny kind of lasting image number two uh and this one really surprised me little miss meanie uh by far my favorite discussion of the season this is going to be an arthur episode i won't forget anytime soon uh arthur tackles woke folks We've been waiting for it. You want to hear Arthur? What does the Arthur writers have to say about wokeness? I joke, I joke. This has kind of been my joke about this episode. We get to see kind of Muffy at her most villainous, at her most heelish, kind of saying, you know, her this girl's only going to win this beauty pageant because she's in a wheelchair. It's not fair. Um, and I really like how they dealt with this subject matter. I think it's actually a really funny episode. Uh, I really like the way the kind of beauty pageant concludes. And I think it's one of the more kind of, this is uh, Arthur entering new territory, which, you know, 19 seasons and it can continue to surprise us. So I always kind of relish that when we're tackling new subjects or going into brave new territory. And my number one episode of the season, this probably shouldn't come as a surprise. Uh, Buster isn't buying it. Uh, I love it. You know me. I love a Bref Buster episode, and this takes Buster and kind of flips him on his head. He goes from the ultimate conspiracy theorist to the ultimate skeptic, and I think it's hilarious. I think it's delightful. Um, I like that the moral of the story is, you know, you can have facts, but at the end of the day, no one's going to like you if you don't have magic in your life, and you still need magic and wonder, especially when you're a little kid, and I love that. I loved Factoid Front with Martin Spivak, um, and it was just kind of looking at these episodes, my favorite episode of season 19, and the one I'd be most likely 
to recommend. So that was my list. I can't wait to hear what Will has to say. And I'm looking forward for season 20. Supporting this podcast is how it keeps going, and it's very easy to do. So here's how you can do that. If you're listening to this show and want to get the full back catalog of Elwood City Limits and all of its sister shows and offshoots, you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and even more services. You can also go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Elwood City Limits, for the full back catalog. If we aren't on a service you use, please let us know. You can interact with us on social media. We're on Twitter at ECL Podcast, Instagram at Elwood City Limits, and twitch.tv slash Elwood City Limits Pod for our occasional streams. We're also on Facebook and Tumblr. Feel free to reach out to us on social media, or you can email us, and your email might be read right on the show, elwoodcitylimits at gmail.com. Finally, for exclusive content, including entire side series like For the Kids, a PBS Kids podcast, and ECL Origins, subscribe to us for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash elwoodcitylimits. That's all for now. Thanks a lot for listening. And now, back to the show. Thank you, Lucas. Our man is going to be uh, a bit tra- traveling a bit again, which is why typically sometimes, in the, at least in the last few that we've done these, I tend to release them the same week as a new episode. But this one is taking the place of a new episode just to make sure that our schedules line up. Because not to get ahead of season 19, but season 20 is another big season of change for Arthur. And there's a lot of stuff to talk about up top, including about us. About Elwood City Limits. So I want to make sure that Lucas is here and that we are uh, uh, able to bounce off each other in that way. But season 19. This is, well, I guess I'll, I'll spoil you a little bit for this. This is the final season to be using the Flash animation style. Now, specifically using Adobe Flash as an animation tool. There's going to be a different type of animation going forward from season 20 onward. We'll get into all of that a bit later, but this is kind of the quote-unquote end of the Flash years. It's um, a bit bittersweet. I'm glad that we gave ourselves time to get used to the new way that the show looks and moves, and now I feel pretty well used to it. I'm really curious to see how the animation style going forward from season 20 is going to compare to this one, whether we like it better, whether we like it worse. Uh, but you know, for all of its hangups and the way that, no, this isn't the same Arthur that I grew up with, I do think that we came around to it and really came to appreciate the ways in which animation with this medium can look good. So I'm glad we got past our initial biases. I'm glad that y'all who are listening helped us pass those biases. Uh, and encouraged us to kind of keep looking. So thank you for being patient with us. So there's been a few uh, themes, let's say, within the last few Arthur seasons, and we saw a bunch of it here. Um, So that one of them is the fact that, as I've said many times, we are remixing some older Arthur stories and making them into new episodes. When I, when I say remixing, a lot of the episodes we've talked about that are using plots or plot elements from much, much earlier Arthur episodes are taking them and then giving them to maybe a different character or representing a new character dynamic in that one or taking it in a slightly different direction, something familiar. I like this idea. 
And I think that it's a good way to want to do, I guess, soft remakes of older episodes while still making them feel independent of the episode which they are taking from. So it doesn't feel like, you know, later on in the series, we're going to get a, a like an actual remake, except for a cut paste job with the great McGrady. It's pretty much exactly the same. So they're not doing that. They are. That's why I like to call them remixes. So. I mean, I, I do like that, and it's manages to skirt the line of reminding me of an old episode while also being its own thing. It's not, you know, we're not playing the old episode all that much. I, I guess really we can't. So, um, yeah, I that is something that I don't mind. Another thing that I like on its face is that we are seeing a lot of either one-off characters or unspeaking background characters finally get names and backstories. I'm thinking of Maria. I'm thinking of Tenzin. Um, A lot of the characters, like very minor characters that they reused again from the first season, like uh, Counselor Becky and Miss Grimslid and uh, all those types of characters. That's neat. I really do appreciate and, and continuing to appreciate that the people working on Arthur are respectful and cognizant of the long history it has. And it really does feel sometimes like moments like those are really for the heads, uh, as Lucas likes to say. So I like that. But it's really too bad that, well, for one thing, it's taken so long to take advantage of some of these newer characters. And then in other cases... These new characters, you know, Maria and Tenzin, like I mentioned, uh, or others who have shown up maybe once or twice, I'm thinking of uh, Carl or Lydia, show up, and then, at least according to the Arthur wiki, kind of show up again, but are never really fully-fledged characters, especially with the ones who are representing different ways of life for kids. With Lydia, she's in a wheelchair. With Carl, he has autism. Or, yeah, it, or with Maria, it's she has a stutter. Do we get a Maria episode after this? I don't think so. Um, I, I, I just feel like, I don't know, wasteful is a word that comes to mind. I guess it kind of gets my hopes up. We've been with these same characters for 19 seasons at this point, and sometimes we go back to the well with them, and it's like, there's really not a whole lot more we can say about them. So... Putting new characters in the spotlight is good. Using them once, twice, maybe three times, I don't know. It feels like really a lot more could be being done. But maybe it's tough to have to juggle people wanting to see all of their old favorite characters while also trying to introduce new ones. It's a big cast, and I can imagine maybe if it were the other way, maybe if we got too many episodes with you know, Maria or whoever, then I'd be like, what happened to the characters I came here with, you know? I remember reading on the Arthur wiki, there was a note of like, Arthur is not in a lot of episodes this season or something like that. Uh, So I don't necessarily tend to notice that stuff, but that's because I see these characters a lot. So I've, yeah, it's, it's a little too bad. I would really like to see the Arthur cast diversify a little bit, especially as we are uh, getting to the home stretch of the series overall. But I've been surprised many times by Arthur seasons, especially the later ones. And I look forward to that potentially being the case as we move forward. 
Overall, I would say season 19, kind of in the middle on it. There were definitely episodes I liked, as you will find out. There were a lot of episodes I really didn't like, and that just kind of was not that great to begin with. You know, the, the, your DW and Bud episodes, or in, like, one particular case, like, bungled it right at the finish line. And in a really bad way. So, uh, it, it Arthur can still be really cool, but it can also, if not written, let's say, if not conceived um, with a really good idea or seen through all the way, it can still be pretty bad. So, the, we, we saw both of that this season. And I leave this one... Uh, the last one of the Flash era, uh, you know, I'm not exactly sad to see it go. Let's see if a change in the animation style, a change in the production deal can uh, liven things up around here. We'll have to wait and see. Let's get to my top five episodes of the season. First off, number five, I'm going to go with Arthur's Toy Trouble. My first couple of ones on here are of the variety that are a bit more fun, a little bit more freewheeling. So this is Arthur and Muffy uh, trying to get their hands on what they think is a valuable toy. Uh, just some funny interactions throughout this one. The idea of like a valuable toy was really fun to talk about with Lucas. We got like Freddy K. We got Sharky again. That was really fun. Yeah, just like a nothing really substantive in terms of like a moral or something, but it was fun. And Arthur and Muffy is a dynamic that I enjoy revisiting, especially now that we have softened to Muffy quite a bit. So having this, it's, it's almost like an early show dynamic, putting them like as Muffy almost as the antagonist and Arthur as the protagonist. I, I, I like this one and I remember it. I, I'll, I'll remember it fairly fondly. Even more fondly, I'll remember number four, which is Spar for the Course. This is another one where I remember, like, these are both in the same episode, actually. And I was like, okay, Muffy, Buster, and Binky, they're, like, making a mini golf course. Uh, like, it could have been, like, shrug, okay, you know, like just a, like, just an idea that they play out and... It's fine. But this was really creative. This was really fun. And I think it used a lot of... Th this was one of the episodes that showed me what you can do with a tool like Flash if you have, as Arthur does, talented designers and illustrators who can make an idea really come to life. And all seeing all of the different mini golf courses being displayed... And yeah, and, and seeing them create their own mini golf hole, that was really cool. I, I, I then was like, I even had the feeling myself of like, I could, you know, if I tried, maybe I could make this kind of thing. So it was a lot of fun, first of all, but there was also an element behind it that it's just like, there is more to Arthur than meets the eye. And I always appreciate getting that feeling. Number three, I'm going to go with The Last Day. Uh, that is our Arthur double episode to close out the season. I would just say this is a pretty solid double episode. Those are the double episodes by which I mean the ones that have the same story going in both segments through the 20 minute episode can be uh are, I I or at least I find are generally solid uh you know on a varying scale. And this one I would say is probably more in the middle of double episodes, 
but I still had quite a bit of fun with it. And there was a lot to be said about, you know, the references it made to older Arthur. And also with putting a bit of a bow on the rat burn of it all. I think that's what really elevated it for me is getting the chance to say goodbye to Ratburn as their teacher. Now, of course, as we find out, it's not a permanent goodbye, and that eh, that keeps it from a higher spot on the list. But I really liked just being able to count this as like, this could be the series finale of Arthur, and it feels right. A little sappy, depending on who you talk to, but I think it felt pretty right. And most of the plot elements were at least engaging, if not like, you know, I wasn't super into the DW and Bud stuff, but I, I still think there were a lot of elements in play that made this a pretty easy watch from front to back. Number two, I'm going to go with Wish You Were Here, the episode where, speaking of characters who show up once, uh, Tenzin. Tenzin gets a bit of a role as Sue Ellen's pen pal slash brother uh, comes to visit her. And I thought this was really interesting to explore. I think Sue Ellen episodes have a chance to be pretty, pretty good in terms of the types of things that they can have her do. It's at least a little bit different to have her like pen pal from Tibet come over and visit her. And to illustrate that this element of a relationship where Sue Ellen thinks that he will want to be one way, but not really listening to him and finding out what it is that he does want. I liked this. I I, I think that it was a great way to show not just a different type of episode, but also for Sue Ellen to get more of a feature and to have her tackle a problem that you wouldn't necessarily have a lot of other shows be able to with their characters, and and also to represent Tenzin as in the one episode that I think he's going to be a character in, like you kind of get a sense of him. He's really into like cars and fashion and they made him stand out in a way. I love his character design too, um, in a way that I thought was really helped him be memorable. Uh, I think that it's not, you know, if I put this up against number two episodes from other seasons, it would be lower down the list, but that's not to say it's not good. In fact, I do like it quite a bit, but I just didn't like it as much as number one, which is Buster isn't buying it. Yeah, I, I, this I knew was going to rank high, and then when I thought about it, I was like, no, I think this is my favorite. It took a while for this season to really get going, but once it did, Buster isn't buying it. I really like this one. It's especially, especially because it is so... Uh, evergreen, unfortunately, in terms of our latest society and how easy it is to go on the internet and tell lies, as Buster would say. Uh, But this is an interesting way to tackle it from his point of view. I think that sometimes it's easy to make Buster into a punchline where he's just like, just kind of stupid and you don't think about it. But he, I, I don't think, he, I don't think he's stupid. I don't think any of us think that he's like stupid full stop. He's just very quick to believe in things, he's he's very quick to jump to conclusions, I think is the, the umbrella to put over that, and to see him try to make an effort to, uh, to go against that can show you the other end, potentially, of trying to be too fact-based and, like, not really having as much magic in your life. I really liked what this said about belief, and 
it's it doesn't have to be as deep as all that, but I really liked the conversation he had with Mr. Morris about how believing in aliens is something that they choose to believe because it makes life a bit more interesting. And that actually gave me a new a new lease on let's just say belief in aliens or belief in whatever it is that is effectively harmless that friends of mine uh, choose to believe in. And it makes the world more interesting. It helps them see the world and everything that happens in it in a different lens. And yeah, that made me appreciate other people more, <laughs> which, hey, thanks, children's cartoon. I really like being able to appreciate other people and how diverse we are as a species. And this helped me do it while also being pretty funny and having some cool designs like the Megatoad along the way. So Buster isn't buying it is my number one pick for season 19 of Arthur. And that's going to do it. Uh, you've heard from Lucas, you've heard from me, and of course we want to hear from you about what you thought of Season 19. You can feel free to email us, elwoodcitylimits at gmail.com. If you're a patron, you can talk to us in the Discord about what you liked or didn't like about Season 19. And pretty soon we're going to be coming back to you with more Arthur. Of course, don't forget that ECL Origins is coming for the end of February we're talking about the amazing world of Gumball. That is Patreon exclusive, but you will be getting a free preview here on the free feed. If you are going to, if if you're thinking about maybe joining us, there's dozens and dozens of hours of extra podcasts, videos, uh, write ups, and so much cool stuff on the Patreon. We always love to load it for you, and it's all over there. It's pay what you want. So, and if you don't want to, if you don't want to make the jump, totally no pressure. We appreciate you listening no matter what. I'll just quickly mention this. It's on my mind today because uh, I, I I was trying to find out, like I've typed in Elwood City Limits, like name of an episode. I was trying to figure out if we had done it. And I found a Reddit post from somebody who was like, found our podcast and was like, hey, anybody listen to this podcast? Is it any good? And I want to say thank you to the few people who were in the Reddit comments who had a nice thing to say about us. Um, that made me feel really good. And we're coming up on season 20 of Arthur. This is our eighth year doing this. We will be celebrating eight years later this uh, l- later in the summer once all the snow goes away for us. But it, I really appreciate then this goes out to everybody, patron or free feed listener. If you have spread this podcast to your family, to your friends, if you've recommended it to anybody, thank you. Thank you very much. That is how we originally got started before there was a Patreon. It was just word of mouth and people searching Arthur podcast and finding us. And it truly is little things like that that keep us going. And uh, we are, the plan is to keep going until we're finished. And the, as somebody noted recently, you know, the end is coming sooner than we realize in terms of how much Arthur we have left to talk about. And we'll reckon with that uh, some other time. But don't worry, for right now, we've got plenty for at least this year, if not a little bit more than this year. So, Elwood City Limits will be coming your way very soon with Arthur Season 20, the beginning. And can't wait to talk about it with Lucas and with you guys. So for Lucas Mancini, that's Elwood City Limits. My name's Will Young, and we'll see you next time.